listeners, you're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead. With Genius McGee and Greg D. I'm Gigi Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions. Gore is love, baby. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that used to enjoy and appreciate raspberries. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're taking an ill-advised road trip to Texas to try to score some rap snacks and feasting on a fan commentary track for the Tobey Hooper classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But first, let me remind you, we're part of the Boom Howdy podcast network. Boom Howdy. You can find all of our past episodes at BoomHowdy.com, or the easiest way to listen in is to simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your saw hole. I was wondering <laughs> where you could go with that one a million different ways. We appreciate that. So we are indeed going to be offering up a fan commentary track for a film that I never thought we would offer up a fan commentary track for right. it. Right. Even in the correlation with Summer School. Oh, yeah. He, yeah right? <laughs> we'll definitely talk all about that, but we're doing this actually because recently uh, we all basically, and I don't want to say celebrated, but we definitely celebrated the work of Toby Hooper with his one-year anniversary of his passing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Bromley of F This Movie, the Corpse Club podcast, put together a wonderful tribute of which that uh, we were lucky enough to participate in and then also our special guest that we have here for this commentary track because if we're going to do the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. A, a, A royal movie deserves royalty. And you know our next guest as the director of Call Girl, the stylist in 42 Counts. Again, she does wear many of a hat. She rocks the tiara. GGP. Goth Gangster Princess. Welcome back, Jill Gavarkazian. Hello, hello. I'm excited to be here. The Saw is family. The snacks are family. <laughs> and the snacks are family as well. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, I know this is a film that means a lot to you, um, so I'm really anxious to hear your thoughts on this, um, just regarding your interaction with the film, You know, our love of Toby Hooper, mm-hmm. everything involved with this film. Um, that's why we're not going to waste anything here. So we have it's Very our re- excited a regular DVD, uh, nothing fancy here. Uh, if you've got your Blu-ray, if you've got your VHS hey, it copy, it is a restore, remastered DVD. And I will say thank you, Jill, that for Greg providing. Greg does not own <laughs> from, from from the from the six collection. From, the, the from my personal collection. Procured from that collection, <laughs> so I do think we are being honored with that one, so thank you for this. Um, but again, if you're if you're watching a streaming, that's fine. Download, make sure it's legal. Of course, do not pirate, because what happens to the pirates? Pirates walk the plank. It's so, streaming on Shudder right now. I do know that. Thank you, Shudder. Thank Shudder shout-out. The Shudder <laughs> shout-out. Uh, and I, uh, I'm going to... I feel like I haven't prepared enough for this film. This I, is a classic. This is this is a this is a big one. This is this is a seminal one indeed. This is an immortal. So we've got everything lined up. So we are actually right before the credits kick up. So line everything up, and we do a lethal weapon style countdown. In <laughs> where we're going to do three, two, one, and then we're going to hit play. So right. line everything up, gang. Uh, Jill, are you ready? I am ready. Genius, are you ready? <laughs> so we will start the countdown. Three, two, two one, one, play. play. 
A Vortex Hentel Hooper production. And again, welcome to a Nightmare Junkhead fan commentary track where we were not lucky enough to get Dan, uh, <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan Larroquette. In the film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths in particular, Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother Franklin. It is all the more tragic that they were, were young. <laughs> but had a very lived very. He's trying, guys. I know, right? It's and like I subtitles. Th- I thought, Wait, yeah, I was genius like genius man, though, like perfected the terrifying picture sound that everyone has ripped off since. <laughs> many a people have ripped off many a things from this film. Uh, thank you again for everyone listening to this. Uh, this is Greg D. You should point genius out McGee. Oh, oh. Jill Six Mafia in the house. This whole like true story shit. No. A group of teens did not die in Texas, but, but it's it, based on Ed Gain. But Are you it gets say- you though, you know. You're like, oh shit, this shit is real. It does. Well, this people is- really thought it was completely real. And think first. back in 1974 when this film was released. You you have to understand the nascent days before the internet. You could not just jump online to prove something or to dig into no. it. Mm-mm. You had to go to a <laughs> library. You had to invest in some real work. So when something said that. Oh, here it comes. If someone said that this was real, <laughs> and then <laughs> you would have to believe it because, oh my of course God. they made their, of course they made the movie. They'd done their research. So it you has to going be. Pace yourself, genius. Okay. Pace yourself. <laughs> but no, for real. I mean, if they said like, look, this is based on a true story, you didn't want to go out of the library and do your own work. So you're gonna take it to like, yeah, okay, cool. Plus the stuff. The things to back it up. You know what I'm saying? So I've got to ask, this is a film that carries a reputation. This is a film that I knew of. This is a film that I think, you know, common people know of, but Mm -hmm. have probably never seen. So, Jill, you are a special guest here. What was your first interaction with the Tobey Hooper classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre? That's the thing is I don't remember the first time I watched it, but I feel like it was between, like, ages 11 and... 13. Oh, man. Because um, it's been my favorite horror mil- movie since I can remember. But I really... It kills me because I'm like, I don't remember that first time. Um, but you bring up, yeah, most people haven't seen it, but it is... Or I mean, like, a lot of maybe people that aren't at all, like, horror people haven't seen it. Normies. I, yeah, normies. But they know it. They know the film. I watched it with my brother. He's one of those people over Christmas Eve last year. <laughs> and such a family, you know, heartwarming film Here on the holidays. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes... <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> he was surprised by it because I think if you haven't seen it, you assume it's just like any other slasher movie. Mm-hmm. And it's so not that at all. It's so much more like gritty and actually more artistic. Like it's like an art film, the way that it's shot and made... Unlike Freddie and Jason, you know, it's not at all like those films. It's well, not mainstream. It doesn't have that vibe at all. Well, I mean, you can look at the opening shot. Aside yeah, from the scary line of Lara Kett, you have corpse. that corpse attached to a position to this headstone. That's a haunting image right well, there. Well, it's um, impaled on the headstone. <laughs> First thing you see. <clears throat> and it basically and sets the tone of everything. That's one of the big things they draw from the real story. Ed Gain, who really only killed a couple of people, but he grave robbed his town. So that's one thing they do in here. That's this, you know. 
Also and, based on Buffalo Bill. I was going to say, they pull from the buffet of serial killers, for the mm-hmm. most part, for this film to provide you the family that we get. Yeah. And it's kind of an all-star lineup, if you will, of the uh, serial killers here in America. Well, instant icons. Well, oh, yeah. Well, Instant icons. That's the thing with this particular film is its reputation, its legacy, how it has found itself into popular culture. And it is a film that is terrifying. It's in the National Registry. It is in the National Registry of significant films. You have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre right smack dab in the middle of it. Buffalo Bill's not a real serial killer. He's Silence no, 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 he's of the based on, Who is but based he's on based Gain on as well. Gain as well. Yeah. It was Gain just a, has inspired a million characters. When you, If you really think about them all, then you, like, you see how similar they are. <clears throat> no, I agree. No, Genius just wasn't an excuse to do his Buffalo Bill. Oh, yeah. You're weird. <laughs> I grew up lovely armadillo, with a stuffed which is real, armadillo. Sure. Yeah, no, the production design of this film really makes the film come alive. I think that's real. Like it's it's real less design, kill. more real life horror. Well, that's you talked about it before. This is a film that I think even goes beyond. What's that? I was like, that's an art, like finding real stuff, and yep. then doing that versus totally designing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the production design in this film is, I think, Helms becomes a character in of itself. Everything feels lived in. Because it had to be out of necessity of mm-hmm. what they had at the time. and But the, to make it such realistic, because it is, but so, like, haunting. And our introduction of a character that was probably one of my... And I'll, I'll say this. I came to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre late because I was petrified of it from its VHS cover days back in the day. (laughs) But everyone knew of Franklin. Mm -hmm. Even if you hadn't seen the film, you knew what a character he was. And he's truly a character. He is kind of the precursor of the Shelley, dare I say, of someone that you're just generally annoyed with. Mm -hmm. And you're not necessarily rooting because you actually do kind of feel for all these characters. You do. You do care about about Franklin. You care about all these characters. I think... Franklin's character is interesting, and we talked about this on Patrick's F This Movie uh, tribute, um, that he thinks that the decision to make him annoying is, like, confrontational, like, because he's in a wheelchair, you don't, you you feel bad saying that, or thinking it, even. Of course, Toby Hooper, he's not necessarily, I'm not going to say he's not subtle, but he always had a lot of layers with his films. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what I think that we don't really appreciate for most people in and of self is that, you know, not only was he a great horror director, but just as an independent film director as well, Yeah. what he was able to put together him and he and George Romero in a lot of ways were kind of these you know forefathers oh, yeah. of indie film provocateurs as well. Oh yeah, I mean because this movie, like you're saying, it's challenging. You'd like you don't want to have, the... and it has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Well, and I always love this Without. little bit where they go into astrology and how everything seems to be a little bit out of whack. Yeah. And if you think about this film and its relation to American culture at the time, mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely a responsive film. But I love just the little bit of that hippy-dippy-esque feel. Yeah. Right. You and have the hippies going into this area where they're not welcome, that little small-town America where ill shit always goes down. And this is another one of those films that, I, I don't know, Genius, you know, you live your life via horror film, but does a film like this ever make you fear of going to the rural areas? Oh, fuck yeah, it does. <laughs> That's why I like to go to those areas, because they are scary. 
and beautiful oh yeah, yeah yeah well that's the other thing with this film there are shots in this movie that you could literally make an, just a gorgeous painting out of mm-hmm. um, on the side of their yes. van yeah <laughs> and that's alright by me yeah <laughs> but this, this al- character is great that guy's terrifying he's just so random and horrifying well that's what a- does he say here I see things. So, and that's like that became like a staple in horror films. You have that weird off person that says something very like. It's a He's a precursor to a crazy Ralph. Yeah. Well, that's the idea, though, is the fact that we've got and what Toby Hooper does so well is he when he brings people from a dare we say normal environment. And then they cross paths with something that is so foreign to them, just mm-hmm. so alien. In this case, the rural backwoods Sawyer family. Yeah. And you realize that those two things can't exist in the same space. And it's always just, it's very, very terrifying. Uh, should point out that Tid Nic- Ted Nicolou, who directed many um, Empire films, uh, Terrorvision amongst them, this was his van that he provided. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's... Uh, what I love also about this film is you can and you can see it right there is just how sweaty and hot, hot. yeah, and how nasty you can feel it's feel it because this is probably not the most AC. I mean, even in 1978, that van has seen better fucking days. <laughs> so like, <laughs> and wait, so, this stuff, guys, this slaughterhouse stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, Franklin goes into describing how cattle are killed and. The rest of them were like, we don't want to hear about that, which is, it's interesting for me as a vegetarian, I always saw like this unintentionally, this whole film has a big vegetarian message, like, because then the the kids are proceeded to be killed like cattle right Mm -hmm. after this. But I was discussing that and um, just now learned that this was saying something really about Vietnam and the draft and really just that, just showing how just we're all that dispensable like cattle like we're just you know a number ultimately let's talk to the slaughter and that's what's interesting is like that toby could make a film like this and like have something to say like that without it beating it it over your head it's just like a layer in there it's that most people wouldn't know well that's the thing when you get a film like this where you can enjoy it there are people that enjoy this film primarily because it's the most terrifying film they've ever seen there are people that can enjoy this film on the fact that it is a statement about what was going on in the United States at the time. And I think that strength speaks to the strength of Toby Hooper and what he was able to do. And I also think that this cement... Like that shot that right there. Look yeah, at that. That is a great looking oh shot. Oh, my God. That is beautiful. And that and this is a... Yeah, uh, that's what makes this stand out from the like... I do think of Leatherface on par with Michael and Jason and Freddy, but, he, <laughs> but this film is... You know, like an indie art film in comparison to... They just picked up Dracula. Yeah, uh, well, then it plays like an eighth-grade dance where everyone is on one, one side, side and they don't know how to interact with them. But I also think this cemented the fact that you shouldn't pick up hitchhikers. Because up until this time, hitchhiking was like a part of life, you know? I mean, you still talk to old hippies nowadays, and they're like, yeah, I hitchhiked from Maine to Colorado, and it was great. And then because of this, like, nope, nobody wants to hitchhike and nobody wants to pick up hitchhikers. I'm wearing my hitchhiker shirt right now. Plug uh, Atomic Cotton. Yeah, absolutely. Plug Atomic Cotton. They actually they were just at a convention here this weekend, I believe. And they're donating proceeds of their uh, grandpa shirt. That's a John yes. Dugan. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Who actually and uh, you uh, 
one of the things that I really appreciated what Patrick was able to do with that Toby Memorial, Toby Hooper Memorial was it brought everyone together to, and it's part of a process of healing mm-hmm. you know when we lose one of our own and in the horror community of itself how everyone comes together during pieces like that and with John Dugan recently yeah. going through was it was he's going through cancer treatments yeah and his family was you know struggling obviously financially like we a lot of people do and the horror community came together and did a GoFundMe, raised quite a bit, and then yeah, Atomic Cotton released their grandpa shirt with a new color, and right. we did a hundred percent of their proceeds, which that's awesome because we mm-hmm. see tons of things where it's like, what are they giving like one percent, right? You know, to the it's actual more for the plug. Yeah, so that was great. Saw his family. Yeah. It, it, it always is. is. It truly is. That's the the horror community of its in and of itself is just. You know, the whole idea of forming this podcast and really getting immersed in the horror community, it's been so wonderful. Mm -hmm. I've talked about it before. I'm a hardcore introvert. And so for me, socializing is tough, but everyone's been very patient with me. Yeah. You know, Cropsy-esque patience. (laughs) I used to pick up hitchhikers foolishly. And like... Even after seeing this and the hitcher? Even after seeing this. And then I realized, okay, ill shit can go down. Because... Never trust anybody with, like, a, a, a fur purse, a knife, and proud pictures of slaughter. And he I is so... I love how he, though, is, like... He's, like, a little kid that just wants to be, like... Show off a little. Uh-huh. No, but he, like, he want Yeah, he wants them to like him, like... Yep. Well, they're normies. Look what I can do. They're sophistos, if you will. And but I he, mean, he's so disturbed oh, that, like... unsettling. He's just, like, oh, man, I just want to impress them. Like, he doesn't even have that's what i think is so interesting about these characters they're not even trying to be scary they're just being themselves mm-hmm. well and it's the also talks about human. the separation of people from civilized society if you will yeah and what comes because even if you look at like leatherface in this particular film the way gunner hansen portrayed him he's so childlike and just he's well, afraid of the, everything the and cook the he's the like alpha of the family he abuses them like beats them mm-hmm. tells yeah. like they're completely under his control it's a weird family dynamic that you can come into play here. At this point in time, I would pull the car over personally. I mean, sir, we really going. need you to leave. Right? I'd be like, "Hey, dude, there's some ill shit. Pull over, please." I have this knife. Well, any anyone that stores that extra knife in their right? boots or in their shoe, you, it's important. That's something you don't necessarily. Yeah. It's going to be a bad <laughs> car ride, regardless. Like, stop the car, dude. You know, <laughs> I think this is your stop. <laughs> well, and the fact that you're so vulnerable in that right. kind of a cramped space anyway. And also thinking about how hot it was in this shoot. And that's the other thing. The heat in this film almost becomes like a character yep. in and of itself. Now, this what? is actually, he was way before his time regarding Selfies. like Instagram life and what have you. Did You know, detailing your life in pictures. It's so amazing how like awkward this drawn out part. It's so simple. Like it is horrifying. You're just like. Is it ever going to end this scene? Like, that's what this movie does to you throughout the whole thing. It's yeah. dragging it out, and it's so painful. It's this film. That's that's it. This film is exhausting to me to watch. Yes, it is exhausting. That's why it's one of those that I, I was talking about before. I have to almost prepare myself. This is one of those films that I need to know in advance if we're watching it. <laughs> Do any of you guys have any memorable experiences watching this movie? Uh, in the theater, absolutely. Yeah, well, in the theater. The first time I saw it, I came to it via reverse engineering. I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two first, mm-hmm. and then I reverse engineered into the original. I think a lot of a lot of people ultimately did that. Um, so when you see, and if, if you know the Part Two, it's 
totally different from the first one, even <laughs> though I know that's what Toby Hooper would say he was trying to make a comedy with this right. one in and of itself. But, you know, like I said, the reputation of this film, I knew of this film, but I didn't know it until I watched it. And it was it was something that I finally saw it on VHS. I finally was able to gear myself up. And it was a, it was a solo watch, uh, which... Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. I, uh, this was a film I couldn't watch gusto. with any of my friends. This was a film that challenged even those friends of mine. I talked about it before. I went to a house party, not even a house party, it was a get-together, and they got. I was able to choose the movie for the house party, and I chose uh, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Needless to say, I was never invited back. So, you know, I these were the films <laughs> that you couldn't watch with the normies. Do you think none of this ill shit would have happened if they would have this just given two bucks? This scene is still going. But, by oh the way. yeah, by the way, no, that's what's crazy is like it's a short film overall. It's like seventy four minutes. It's lean and mean. But even with how short it is, it's like so painful. But I'm not saying like it's too long. I, I no, love it, but like that's how effective it is. It's like it's a tasking. Holy film. shit! Well, you, well, he's and mainstream sh- Hollywood would not let you like let this scene play out like this anymore. Like it would be too slow for them. Well, like, you could like, go, chop it up. Go to the or the remake when they remade this particular film. There wasn't as much. They didn't as even a, do <clears throat> a hitchhiker character. They had that girl kill herself. Right. And uh, I mean, and it was just boom, boom, boom. So like you said, they really ooh. Yeah. 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 That's at this point now they finally oh, right you finally before the fire they should have pulled stop. over <laughs> before the fucking fire before he pulled out the knife that's when you go this shot is great and then too. he just marks them a, a death mark yeah yeah it is. Yeah, it is. Death mark. And our first raspberry introduced, which will not be the last. In fact, yeah. ridiculous. You it's could a make raspberries a drinking movie. game. He's doing it to them through, over there. It's it's the <laughs> it's the birth of it. Yep. And well, that's what's really weird is the levity you get with this film and the humor and just the spots where you have to laugh at one right. point because how he escalates like so everything. Stri- Stressful. It's like <laughs> you gotta let it off. It's let like it the cathartic laugh. Like, the, ha, 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 ha. well, uh, that yeah. end, the end chase scene. I remember uh, probably about two years ago, we saw it at Screenland Tapcade. Well, and I was gonna say, I think I saw, I remember seeing it with you at Screenland. Uh, yes. And I think with your friend Alicia, and that was her first time. That was she, hilarious to listen to reactions. She, she flipped out. It was great. Follow it with your mouth. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I keep moving the mic away from my mouth, and I'm telling I'm like looking at Greg. I, I'm the like, only one wearing headphones right now. And I'm like, he's oh, in trouble. trouble. <laughs> Get that mic. Right. Anyway, yeah, no, that was a great uh, oh, screening. No. Yeah, so again, was. we're going back to the astrology where you have to confer with this after such an ill-advised that there's experience. some Mercury retrograde shit going on. Oh, here we are. You got to pull up to the another staple they set is the creepy gas station. Mm-hmm. If you don't introduce a creepy gas station in any kind of backwoods film, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. It's, it's amazing. People staring like, right at the sun. How pe- it, what amazes the me is people spots. can still do it and like do it well. Well, I guess it's been a lo- now a while because I feel like it's been 10 years since everything, but I realize that's not true. Um, <laughs> wrong Turn did a great job with this subgenre, even though it's like all the same beats. I think that's like a really good like they really pulled it off. Would it be Hicksploitation? Mm-hmm. It's well, it's a terrifying concept and theory out there. You know what? It's the whole thing. We come to the gas station. There's no gas. Oh, it, but there's a weird at the local one there. Gas station in the middle of nowhere. They're out of gas. I'll be honest. Hicksploitation <laughs> scares me because like 
there's a lot of hate out it's my there. my favorite. You know? A, I've never called it that because it does. <laughs> that's great. But I did. I try to come up. I was coming up with a list of like middle of nowhere films like this type of stuff. And it's always been my favorite genre. And I love to road trip and do this stuff. I'm like, I've been in so many situations. I don't know how I haven't been chainsawed to death. You tempt fate. I don't know. See, fuck oh, my that God. Noise. That that does my, my hats I want to go to the real gas station, which you can go visit. Does it still full, exist? They bought it and turned it to a chainsaw thing. Like, oh, okay. They? So they're smart. Okay, cool. It's awesome. Well, and now we get our first introduction here. And something that is another staple where you're introduced, Scary. yes, uh -huh. but you still have the kind of the the idea that Small they may not necessarily be. <laughs> they always get yeah, you in the so end. So long till you realize he's like, that's a great twist actually when you realize he's one of them. Oh, of course, mm -hmm. of course, and that's enough. That's what's really interesting is this film really did set the precedent for a lot of these tropes that we find in these yeah. films nowadays. Kind of like with Halloween and Black Christmas, they did with the slasher genre this one this does it with the road trip like once again exploitation there's another thing though about the idea of like these solar flares Hills and sunspots all this shit too of course yeah uh, another master Wes Craven which his Toby 70s work as first. well they're like he's Toby Hooper's the Simpsons of the horror group <laughs> Hooper did it first <laughs> he did he did well he did a lot and I think that's what ultimately you know when he got that snub at the Oscars um, which upset a lot I of horror don't fans. Understand? It's it's horrible because all the butt shots had to point it out. There's so many great butt shots in this movie. There's a lot of there's low angles. There's a lot of butt shots. Well, the low angles even, great, especially well, on the red shorts. Yeah, it's the red. Well, that one shot when they're approaching oh, the house. That's the best shot. It's incredible. It's incredible. Don't when they even. recreated that in the remake, what did your overall think of the remake? Which one? The 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 the, the Jessica Biel. Yeah, the Jessica Biel remake. I don't overall. remember them doing... Did they redo the butt shot? No, you can t point that way. Take the mic with you. Oh, okay. Did they redo the butt shot in the Jessica Biel one? I don't it's remember It's more it. gratuitous because they were going for a different demographic, obviously. Yeah, but I mean... I'm not, I'm I mean, not a huge overall. fan of the of that edition. Um, I like the beginning better than that one that came out a few years later. That was like a prequel to that. Oh, yeah. The beginning... Well, I would, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. But it was the same cast. <laughs> right, and right. Ernest, what's his head? Oh, uh, Eli, Eli, Eli Ermey. Yes. yes. Yeah. Who, With the eyebrows. I like Eli Ermey. replacing the cook, and he's fucking the best part of those remakes. Yeah, he is. But yeah, I love is. him in the beginning. Um, Let's wrap it up. Overall, as a franchise, and this is your favorite one, where does Obviously. This, yeah, you did. The you other hold. one's don't even come close because they don't get the stuff that's good about this one right in any of the other ones mm -hmm. they don't get the family dynamic right they don't make Leatherface right like he needs to be cowering they turn him into like a big Jason type monster which that's not how he ever was right well that's what's interesting he just, with he was like a man like, boy like he did what he was told he didn't mm -hmm. like he wasn't just like blood hungry for Driven the fuck of that. it you know well this mm -hmm. this particular franchise and Halloween as well I think the further you extrapolate from the original just the less mm -hmm. intense they got where the right. original like with Nightmare on Elm Street some of the sequels some people say are the better ones but with this franchise obviously the originals mm -hmm. are just they are but they're next level oh I mean, absolutely these, this is a film capital F like you you know this is something that is yeah. studied and is worthy of study as well like this shot right here yeah they take the that's Americana. the ones now and just make them just so like Hollywood and glossy like no yeah. matter how gritty they try to shoot I don't know and well, this is gritty. You feel dirty after this movie. 
This, yeah, this and is, they credit a lot of that to it being like you know, there's no one that we recognize, like especially the kids. A lot of them didn't actors didn't go on to do a lot of stuff and they're like did mm-hmm. they really die like the joke about that at first how many films actually kind of like uh, even like cannibal holocaust those films that initially felt so real oh my god Blair i'm Witch. still Blair Witch. blown away by how they pulled off cannibal holocaust the fact that he was actually brought up on murder charges at some point because yeah. they had the actors yeah. lay low for a while yeah it was incredible i mean think of the marketing back then and even well even a film like this had no this money was of crazy to imagine at this time, like in Austin. You know, even heat. like which I love Halloween, love John Carpenter. That's a very like PG compared to this. It's a safe film compared very to this. Very safe. Like we don't, even though even this you don't see kill blood and stuff either. It's no. all in your head. It just is way gross, just gross feeling. It's not. I don't know how to describe it. No, and that's just it. It's it's another it's almost not like sense. Yeah. But in the same, I would say, like, Halloween is more artistic than other other films as well, the way it's made. Again, just good representations of independent filmmaking. This but shot is one of my favorites. Just even stop. It's this slow dolly mm-hmm. shot. I, I, I don't understand on their budget actually how they accomplished this stuff. I feel like because they're in the middle of nowhere, they, mu- they had to have a, like, you saw how short our dolly was. They have do these long, long shots. And I'm like, this must have been horrible to set up. I can't even imagine. <laughs> In the weeds, but too. But it has beautiful photography like uh-huh. that throughout. It's it's one of the high points of the movie, and I think that's what also is another reason why people celebrate it, because it's something that is, as we always mention, it's so brutal, but, man, it's beautiful to look at. Um, you think of, like, Argento and a lot of the people in the 70s where you get just such beautifully shot films. I love how that blood marked the freaking out over it. I'm As curious. It just cost, I can't too. stand that fucking sausage the, hanging out of his mouth. God damn it. I always it. thought it was a, a, so a like gross. a stogie. It, it looks like, like a <laughs> finger. It looks like someone's finger. Well, just another reason. <laughs> he got it at the convenience store. To dislike it Franklin. Which is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were no wrap snacks. Yeah, unfortunately. I didn't see any wrap snacks at the convenience store. Well, that's unfortunately, I think, they're why they are ill-fated. If they had some wrap snacks and engaged the Sawyer family, I think they would have actually had something <laughs> to, you know, bond over if right. you will rap will snack well what's what's as like they mentioned in the beginning with the intro you know this is supposed to be a very sad tale because all these kids were so young and they had so much to offer and the fact that they were going to you know pay their respects initially so that's an honorable thing mm-hmm. but oh what happens overall they're good kids but then they just come across paths with horrible shit i wish my grandma had a creepy ass house in the middle of nowhere like that i could go to i i might visit will you go with me genius i don't know may it depends. will run out of gas we have to walk to this other then house pass. a mile away that's when i get where they have hall. all these cars under uh, we, blankets and it's gonna like fucking rain so we gotta take shelter in the old barn and there's like fucking <laughs> implements of destruction and shit in there Nope, nope. Yeah, nope. I'm gonna pass on that. Even when we go, even when we go driving to like out of town or something, we always pass those like murder barns, and it's like fuck Love all that. Those. <laughs> I guarantee you, that's Love why those. we could never road trip with Jill because she I would make us go off the beaten path. Murder barns, and, like we're gonna wait in the car. I'll keep it running. <laughs> I'll be camped out on the highway waiting for you guys. I'm gonna go out to pee. I'll make but that's you guys go it. in there and then run out and get in the car and drive off. 
That's just no. Poor Franklin can't get in the fucking house. They and just they left him behind. I mean, at the same time, you're annoyed at Franklin, but he also has like, hey. But here comes come his on. like his epic spitting of, raspberry of, fest. Just the weird. And they just like sit on it forever. Mm-hmm. Anyone now, any producer now would probably be like, Toby, that's the you first have thing to you got to cut that right sh- shorter. But that's what gives Franklin the character. That's what gives this film yeah. that still that odd mm-hmm. feel. And even this, how he's like in the dark, like a lot of this is probably because they couldn't light it. Yeah, but it makes it more effective. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's. I mean, have you you've stumbled upon this? I'm sure, which is regarding like when you're outside at in the daytime. You're at the mercy. Psychotic money to do some like lighting outside in the day. I don't even know because you're mostly just bouncing real light off of stuff. But you can tell they didn't like they don't have light really inside the house at all yeah that's a creepy but house i like in how they do that <laughs> well we're about almost a half an hour in to a film called the texas chainsaw massacre or and we haven't chainsaw massacring at all happened. only texas the only thing we're massacring right now are these uh, then when, it's, when it starts shit just is like bam 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 and we're joking <laughs> because like i said this film taxes me so when we start getting those moments it's of escalation levity. oh good lord Take it and run. oh but so I, like i was when i i think about titling films like you know what you want to give away i was talking about this one specifically with someone and i'm like Dude, Texas Chainsaw Master, you know what you're watching. Right. You know you're about to watch people get check fucking Texas Chainsaw it, Massacre. It's not a lifetime and movie. Th- I mean, there's no, like, you're not waiting for a twist. Like, <laughs> so many are concerned with twists and, like, right. how much do you want to give away at what right. time. It was a hacksaw but all along. that adds to this film because, you know, like you said, you're 30 minutes in. You know what's going to happen. And that's, like, dread adds to it. You're just, like, right. waiting for this to start. On and I think that breath. is completely... Like, in, like that's so effective. I don't think you could do that in a film today. I mean, they would want an, a beat or a death like five to ten minutes in mm-hmm. because they, they've they talked, they've done well, studies, so to speak, but regarding the time attention oh, and span yeah. for people, a modern audience now yeah. is little to nothing. Like every 15 minutes, somebody has to die. Because people just can't invest themselves. They're going to look on their social media. They're going to look at their phone immediately. It's tough to keep people enraptured. And see, fuck all that, That's too. not normal. Right? Franklin... Is like whatever. Can I eat that? There's just this like hmm. weird shrine-looking thing. Well, I, dare I say it's artistic at least. You know, they're maybe, yeah. maybe they there's don't have craft a craft to it. And there's maybe not a humanities curriculum out there, but I'm oh, sure. Oh, that's and very witch-esque. See, and then Franklin's like, "Hey, we need to go." So, but, but the uh, but the couples are like, "We want to bang." And look at that shot later. right there. You can you can almost see the heat rising just in the grain. That's mm-hmm. so Looks like a hot good. Stone house, a hot stone. Yeah. Well, they they've they've talked about it before, just how the heat itself in shooting. Because then when you bring in all the lights and everything, that it was just it was beyond yeah. horrific. You know, they, a lot of people have mentioned like the film itself is great, but there's a lot of suffering going on for it. Yeah. And it shows, though, in the film, uh, just the final product. Mm-hmm. Like I said, this is a film that was on the Video Nasties board for, for like, and like you said, Jill, there's yeah. little to no gore in this film. But you go in expecting, especially when you know of the reputation, you're expecting a blood. You get what you get in part two eventually. And it works so well, even after you've seen it, you still think you saw, like, all this stuff that you really didn't see. 
Oh, they're like mm. everything happens off camera. No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. The sound design is so good on this, and this also speaks to the strength oh, of. Oh snap! We just saw the top of that. Oh, look at that! Oh shit! This this this, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. These shots are beautiful. These yeah, these are and something looking straight up into the sun like that. <laughs> that's that's that Texas sun. It does something different to you. It's bigger. It's big. It's brighter. When you walk up to a house with weird shit hanging from trees. Right. Jill, would you? Would you? I would go inside. No, I wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> I would be scared, but I would keep exploring, maybe trying to hide. The perimeter. The perimeter. Be, but then she, I say, like, I've, wait, parks, I've like, driven. Stop. I completely am a liar because I've driven through Texas on my way to the real Texas Chainsaw House. And we were driving all these creepy back roads instead of just taking 35 the whole way because it's boring. And I see this creepy ass, exactly what you're talking about, like murder house barn type thing that literally looks like it's so old you could like flick it and the whole thing would fall <laughs> over. The wood is so like distressed. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't look like anyone is anywhere near here who knows what the hell is going on. But it's in like a fenced area. We park and I get out, I go inside the fenced area where there's like signs. I realize once I get closer to the house that there are cattle in the same <laughs> fenced in area that I'm in. And then some Stay guy paid. drives by. Oh no. And I'm like, we're oh, no. like we're scared in Texas, so you're likely to get shot on some Oh, I'm sure a tattooed right. tattooed misanthrope Wrestlers. like yourself. Oh my god. We didn't get shot, but it was like a it wasn't the the house from the movie, but it was like a real experience of coming up on a creepy ass house, and this crow yeah. perfectly land on the top. I'm like, thank you for doing that for my photo, sir. Nature was on your side. N nature finds a way. Mm -hmm. Nature finds a way. Speaking of finding oh, your way, this house, yeah, how in was real that experience? life has been moved to Kingsland, Texas, from wherever this spot is right here in the film. And they use it. They've turned it into a restaurant. And what? They have a Texas chainsaw, like a leather face upstairs. Oh, something you can post with the kids and everything. Please tell me it's a barbecue restaurant. I think it's all kind of like a just a like a Bob Evans family restaurant. It's like a fucking Applebee's. Applebee's fair. Yeah. No, not like that shit. I want my leather face, leather face, leather face. <laughs> I want but my it's on the face. same property of this hotel that's like an old hotel, like that looks like a big mansion, and they have all these cabins on the water. So you can like stay Ooh. in a cabin just like thirty feet from the Leatherface That's house, cool. which I did. Did you? Oh, okay. But I went on the days that this fucking restaurant was closed, Boo. so I didn't get to go inside. So I have to go back. There, there's a reason enough there to go back. I mean, I need. I'll go back. How long of a trip was that? Especially like going 10 your hours, ten hours. It's closer to Austin. Is it? No, especially going off the byways there. I never found a tooth on a porch, and I hope I never have. <laughs> and if I do, good right. What's weird about all these movies, yeah, that people do, everyone does just walk into all these houses. Like, I can understand knocking on them. The 1970s, girl, Jill. Walk in. The 1970s, another time. Another place. Indeed. This, you didn't lock your doors. He's got some killer bell bottoms. Hey, you know down. what? And he's a hairy chested man, and I, power to the hairy chested, being just able to do it. There was that was a time I could have been a movie well, he's star. Hot. He's probably like, why am I wearing a shirt? It's hundred degrees. In why don't Texas. I just take it off at this point? Mm -hmm. But you know when it, when it billows a little like that, it gives you a is little his, sex appeal. I is guess. Is this really good? The great a great moment in the <sighs> film is yeah. coming. This is a great moment in film history, horror history. One of the greatest this like door introductions slam yep. is the greatest thing in the world. The noise, this, like, slow, the like, yeah, the pig squealing oh. and all the slamming and the. 
And every time they cut back, it's just a little bit closer. Oh, it's, it works so well. This is such a wonderfully constructed scene. Mm -hmm. And this is like this is I one I think that. you could. Like how he's... And then, and then the clop, Boonk. and the feet. It's the that. Yeah. It's that. That the, the that death is rattle. Disturbing. It's so horrible, and very little is shown. And then ultimately, you get this great. Yeah. That. Right there. That door slam is this movie. And thus, mm -hmm. oh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre officially begins. Some Here's the best. Here it here's is. that shot. This, How it goes under the fucking swing, swing first. Is, it's a great shot. because so beautiful. Yes. Looks like that Wyeth painting. Um, Christine's so World, green, I believe it's so called. I, check it out. Christine's yes. World, I think, is what it's called. That is such that painting. Like, again, you know, Toby I Hooper. I pointed that out. He was. Did you? <laughs> That's why you're our friend. Uh, Toby Hooper, he was actually a college professor before he got into filmmaking, much like Wes Craven. So you know when you get guys like that that dare I say are a little bit more learned, they're going to be able to bring in elements like that. That Again, that if yeah. you're not familiar with it, no big deal. You don't know it. But, man, when you can see that kind of thing, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. There's, and that's I don't think Toby Hooper gives enough credit because you know think about Life Force. Right, uh, that's a beautiful movie, dude. There are some amazing shots. Incredible, even up to his work um, going into like the Masters of Horror that they mm -hmm. did um, with Showtime. You know, and that's it's rare though that you get someone where their first film is one, undoubtedly one of their best films, and he's got a great filmography. Yeah, absolutely. But it just shows the strength of this film and just how everything works together, and ah. Uh, Oh, like I'm still like unsettled from that scene. It still mm -hmm. bothers me to this day because it's just as quick as that. What's great you know. is like each, no one's anticipating like, someone pointed this out to me and I didn't real like it never really, you know like clicked. But that they're none of them are running from him except for Sally at the end. Mm -hmm. Like none of them know what's coming. Every single one just stumbles and they're Surprise looking shot. for the next one. So. It's, it's not like they all figure it out nope. and are running from it for half it's the film. It's the fragility of life, the inevitability of the nastiness that but exists out there. Fuck this room. This room is terrifying. <laughs> well, and it's, it's another one, it's, a scene that's so slow, they just slowly show you every little thing, and she's just mm -hmm. looking around forever, and you're like, what That's is a lot happening? to soak in. And, and that chair is crazy. Well, this like, is, again, the power of the production design in this film. For with the Sawyer compound and everything that goes along with it, to and this is a lot I of. I want the, to live in that room. You could make your own room this way, right? You could have the Ed Gein it's collection. Close. No, the Ed Gein collection though in IKEA. What would that be? Uh, it, yeah, this is the other thing that's really inspired by him is how they design the house. Mm -hmm. It'd be the bones of Swedish people. <laughs> they have to put it together. That it, poor it, chicken. Oh yeah. Hope well, it was okay after the movie. Uh, I don't think Peta Peter or anyone was no, involved I with think this he film. Was dinner oh, after the movie. Oh man. It was the Texas Chicken Massacre. Well, and they're also they're kind like, of don't mind where we got all these skulls. We and just these found feathers. them. Yeah. In Texas, like it's human don't ask. Skulls. They come from India. This is a known fact. Thank you, Return of the Living Dead. But you're setting up like the awfulness. Again, we're still just getting shots and soaking in of this room. Of this room, of all the horrific shit. Because if this is, like you said, a nowadays movie, it'd be a one and done, like, oh, a couple of like scenes of, of the detail, but not of this caliber to this no. amount. And how, how, how kind of like softly. It's taken to that point to torture you. Yeah. Well, then that's like, just the. The, yeah. the characters are uh, yep. this shot when she just gets out just enough just enough and nope nope and then 
everything yeah, coming up perfect. this perfect yeah. moment here. To see her go outside makes oh, all the difference. For just a little bit. The, that the, one brief moment of hope. How everything has been dark to that point, and you get that shot where everything is, yeah. again, nothing. This and back then, here's the and shot then, where you as think you, just you see it, it but yep. you don't. And you just know ill shit because the hook. so effectively disgusting. Ah, fuck. Yep. <laughs> So, it's so good. apparently, it hurts so bad to see it. The producers, yeah, that's jarring. The original producers, because there's some weird financing behind the scenes that went on with this film. They originally wanted it to come out of her, and they're like, "No, we don't have the budget for it. That's not going to work." And I think ultimately that makes this one so much better. And Finally, the chainsaw is here. Uh, yeah, that's okay. The titular chainsaw. The titular chainsaw does come in at 39, 39 minutes. minutes. Almost 40. We're going to fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre or somebody. And so you even hear everything's hidden. like Yeah, off screen. Anyone chainsaw. And just that haunting profile face. And then that iconic just mask. Her having to watch it and hang there. Oh, it's Trying awful. to get it out. Hopefully. Uh, and then. Beautiful yep. shot. More and of this fucking Americana. Oh, yeah. This is, go- this is American Gothic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is, oh, this is. He's coming to get you. Was he's that coming a, to get um, you, Franklin. Romero <laughs> thing right there. Yeah, barbecue. <laughs> and now at this point we're down to three, and as the Fucking as the sun Jerry. starts going down here, and poor he has another one, just a blockhead here, mm-hmm. just very uneventful deaths. Like, ultimately, in the remake, they definitely upped the the kills. And the gore. Just the level of it, because I think, obviously, that's what a modern audience will expect, and I understand that. These aren't uneventful. They're just not showing it. No, that's oh, no, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. though. Like, now, today's audience, There's they no, demand it, that. Yeah, not like razzle-dazzle spectacle. Yeah. Razzle-dazzle. Okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is making sure everyone's also comfortable. <laughs> Unlike that you would be in the van. In that van. Ugh. That wouldn't be all right with me. No, we should have filmed this from a murder barn in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> from a murder. Oh, fuck no. Because that's tempting. Farming right recorded there. this. Well, I. I then sh- all of a sudden we hear. <laughs> like, no, we're out. Well, I should that's say that before we recorded this, uh, Jill channeled her inner Gunner Hansen in my backyard with the oh, chainsaw. Hell yeah. And, Feeling good. And then Genius as well, uh, ripping into some rap snacks. Who wants some rap snacks? <laughs> the unofficial sponsor here of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan commentary track. Once again, oh, yeah, one thing. We have no affiliation with anything or anybody. Beyond being inspired by the work of Toby Hooper. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just talk about the legacy of this film, because I think I was probably initially introduced to this film, not through Texas Chainsaw, not through Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, but from a family-friendly summer film called Summer School, which had two yeah. Toby Hooper-obsessed characters to the point where they show a screening of Toby Hooper in this Rob Reiner film. Yep, in the and, middle of class. Have you ever seen that? I have not. It's it's a like it's a it's a fun film. Yeah, I mean it's just one of those cheesy '80s films. But it's these Mark characters, and wait, I have seen this. And Genius and I, I dressed as them. That. It's a lot of fun. It's I don't a lot of fun. Them being obsessed with Toby Hooper. Oh yeah, the yeah. They show it in the middle of one class of the characters' they, name is Chainsaw. After and they're like as after in, yeah. Black and Decker, and he goes no, as, as in, in Texas, Texas Massacre. Massacre. So it's like Jay and I gotta I get dressed, my shit together. Jay and I's dresses. Yeah, them. we cosplayed as Chainsaw and Dave for, for our last Halloween. <laughs> nice. Well, and that's that's what's that film you found in a PG-rated family mm-hmm. friend, not necessarily family friendly, 
but a film that was seen by many. And yeah. that's just how deep the tendrils existed. Yeah. Um, another film that kind of plays on these tropes, one that we did for uh, Nerds of Nostalgia, was Joe Dante's The Burbs, mm-hmm. which has a lot of fuel from this film. Yeah. Like, you know, Dante obviously probably borrowed a little bit of that. But the fact that they actually show a clip of Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 in that film. I mean, these are references. Oh, look at that. Is that the magic hour so right beautiful. there? Yes. Like, how long did they have to wait for that shot to get everything set up to be like... Just look at that. That's beautiful. This is a very uh, epic the shot. The score is so cool. The score of this film is crazy. Yeah. It's from the uh-huh. to <laughs> as my first one. Thank you very You're much. Been building good. up to that. That's forty minutes of build up. <laughs> but the fact that they played it on like toy instruments, which gives it that really kind of just do-it-yourself feel that you would probably get from the Sawyer family. A very like. DIY like oh, it was shit. made out of a thing of bones. Jerry, you gonna get <sighs> Texas Chainsaw Massacred here yep. soon. <laughs> the presumption of people of just walking in, like you said, I mean, there's a reason why I lock my doors. I don't there's, want Jerry you know, one walking at a time, in. Each walk up and get. If they didn't go, got, if they didn't go into their got. house, none of that would have happened. They wouldn't have got got. Common decency suggests right? you just don't do that. Although. <laughs> I, although I will say, uh, the Burbs does play a great. He's homage. like, wait, that's the blanket that he they were going to cover. The two on. other ones were going to. And this could have gone a really. Get it on. It's the '70s. Come on now. We should point out no sex in these movies. That's different than all the other right. big ones. It's no substantial. Nudity, those are no those. Sex. All those other films are pretty much built around that. It's one of their yeah. tropes. This is built around the dread. Oh, this. This is a horror film. This is mm-hmm. one of the like. If someone asks me what's a good scary film, this is an example I will give. This is a film that is terrified. I mean, generations. There yeah. are still people that are coming to this film fresh and new today, and they're like, "Oh my God, was this real?" That was one of the things back in the day. Is this a real film? And there's just nothing but badness behind this door. Exactly. Here. Everything's covered in leather and bones. It's and- the Pandora's box of Austin. You do just do not open like the worst Cabela's ever. If I remember right, I think he gets another clubbing. He clubbing, but you get a used meat hook. He looks in there and he sees a body. She pops up, yeah, yeah. which is another nightmarish scene. Mm -hmm. I mean, the last third of this film is a masterclass of scares, tension, almost overdoing it sometimes. Because this is another, and then her reaction actually is what's horrible. And then here he comes. (sighs) Again. That just dropped him like a sack of Mm -hmm. potatoes. Oh, man. I'm stealing this stuff from other people, but someone pointed out that, like, his reaction, Leatherface, like, look how he's freaking out. How the fuck did he get in? He kind of looks like, like, why do they keep coming? Like, he doesn't even want to do this. No, right. This is a nuisance. Like, I've got stuff to do. See, now he's going to go fucking freak out. Who else is out there? there You know what this is? This is a home invasion like film. A, on the flip side, from his, from from his, his perspective, point of view. this is a yeah. home invasion film. He is, he's he's basic. He is uh, what's her Sharni versus in like your next. <laughs> he's you know, reactive. He's, yeah, he's pro- Yeah, like I just look at him. He's protecting his family. Him. He's angry. And he's, 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 he's no, he's breaking feeding down. Feeding his family. Yeah, he's losing it here. He doesn't know how to adult. This is one like, of the best scenes. Yeah, he's that show like him who he is. Yeah, he, and 
And he's basically like Well that part's really fucking freaky Yeah it is that's disturbing But look you can tell like he's like what am I gonna do Dad's gonna be pissed Yeah he's basically like a child left at home Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is home alone Who this knows is, yeah. like he's going to get beat if Yeah cause he up. probably would And instead of yeah ornaments He's using a chainsaw mm-hmm. He's protecting his house and home That's so interesting to see it from the other side and like you said jill the fact that they really you know regarding leatherface he did become he become the face he becomes the face of the franchise yeah. so to speak mm-hmm. it's interesting he, his family dynamic is so much a part of it but until now we haven't seen that like everyone else is all connected yeah well and then ultimately here this is also setting up such a great little reveal and a scare and i will say this texas chainsaw massacre part two has one of my favorite jump scares when you get the reveal of Bubba in the record store, and it's a cheap one, but oh, it works so well because the way Hooper builds everything up. But this reveal here, when Franklin gets his, yeah, that did you hear that? It's mean. Oh, yeah, yeah it's horrible. But you also think about from poor Sally's perspective as well. And let's, yeah. sh- can we talk a little bit about Marilyn Burns' performance in this film? She's amazing. And how she, the hell she goes through. She goes through hell in all of their collaborations. <laughs> yeah, but this eating alive and eating alive. I think like they had the uh, Uma Thurman, Tarantino thing. You know, just like put them through hell. But ultimately, I mean, the film lives forever, yeah. and now a lot of this is like when we're now talking about this from Leatherface's perspective is interesting of him just like being feeling like he's being attacked. That's. I never thought of like now he's going out to see if anyone else is who else out is there. out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, God the- damn it, I love him so much. <laughs> well, this is Leatherface is going to be on the Mount Rushmore of horror icons. Yes, you know, yeah. obviously the Universal Pictures gave us the first round with Dracula, Wolfman, Frankenstein, mm-hmm. but in the '80s we obviously had the new generation, and Leatherface is definitely up there with Jason and Freddy and Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Angela. I'm going to throw out there. Uh, Carrie. All the, all the good ones. All the good ones. <laughs> and that's a bummer, too, when you realize you're stuck. Yeah. We don't have the keys. It's like, at this point, we could have left had the keys been here, but Here's no. If I think if I was in the middle of the nowhere, I, if I was in the middle of nowhere, I think I would leave the keys in the ignition because the who was going to hit the car, you know? And then also, just don't lay on the horn when you're like that as well. Right. <laughs> Like you know, you don't necessarily know it's a Leatherface homing device, but ultimately it's a Leatherface homing device. Even though you're gonna, even if it's fucking Predator, you're still like signaling <laughs> ill shit to come and get you. Leatherface with a little uh, <laughs> laugh might actually elevate him a bit more. <laughs> no, you will not go without it. <laughs> and I, I guess that ultimately dark ass forest. Right. Yeah. Fuck all that noise. But this is ultimately, you have to think logistics, you know, as, as much as Franklin really yeah, wants like, to help Yeah, I'm like, I know out. you want to go, Franklin, but that's ridiculous. We're going like, to roll right. you through this forest. It's not fucking macking me. It's like, no, it's just a, like... It's, it's, we appreciate the effort. <laughs> right. But, we know but you, stay here by the van. If you see anything gnarly, honk. Because that's I'll what you were running. doing earlier, so fucking keep doing it. We'll give it a utility. Right. Because, yeah, no, it is a logistics thing. But this is the point of the film where not only do we get the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we've already got bits and pieces that we're going to get legitimately a massacre here, but also and the and it's something you don't necessarily think about, but the amount of running that they both do between Leatherface and Sally mm-hmm. 
it's kind of unreal. Yeah. And I'm not making light of it, but like the calisthenics routine, um, if you go to a, a really good film called uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, he talks about, <laughs> you know, the fact that you have to do to keep up with everyone, you have to be in good shape. So I don't know necessarily what kind of a uh, routine yeah, Leatherface was like doing. Leatherface is in the greatest shape. No, he's got he's a on big an all diet. meat diet. Yeah, it's all meat. He's got like, like it's like me if I was trying. <laughs> he's got a lot of chussel on him. Right. That's why he's waiting for people to go to him. <laughs> he's smart that way. Yeah. He works smart, not hard. Right. Well, you know, it's funny the fact that there was actually a um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Atari home game. That came out in the early '80s, where you play as Leatherface and you go around <laughs> chopping up people. That's on, amazing. On a, an Atari, it's it's pretty incredible, actually. They also did the same thing for Halloween, but you did you played against Michael Myers. Oh, and here it is. You get a little bit of a hint out there, right? And again, it just keeps driven. There's something out there waiting for us. And you get that. Gr- oh, yeah. It's so so awful how this brings up. But also the importance of, dare I say, silence as well in this film. Mm-hmm. And just the natural yeah. sound design. Because here it is. Outside nature scary. Yep. Oh, that's terrifying. That's a great jump scare. And here you get a little bit of blood spray, just a little. Like it's very little, but enough. Oh, sorry. Paying homage. Yeah, the sound's playing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot no, louder. No, gonna record no, it here. No, it'll, no it'll, it won't pick up. Don't worry. That's funny. Hey, we're, we're all going, no. oh, shit. Like, what's going on? Like, no, no. Yeah, no, the sound's playing. Jill's signaling. The it sound is up. too loud. Well, no. well, well, that's the thing. On this point, man, the saw, the chainsaw. Because it was super quiet. We were just talking about that. It was just like, it's like the notes you don't hear. It was the it's silence like jazz, that was yeah. scary. And now you have a chainsaw so loud because he's chasing you. You, the audience member, are being chased by this guy with a chainsaw. I'll tell you what, fucking one time, you know, I like going to a haunted house and I like being scared. Dude, I was but just gonna bring that up. So, sometimes I don't. Sometimes you know, I was at a haunted house one time, and like I'm outside, and this is before I worked at one, so I'm still like, yeah, I'm having a good time. <laughs> I'm sitting out there grabbing a smoke, and this guy goes, "Man, it was fun in there." One, and I go, "Yeah, it was fun." He goes, "Hey, dude, just FYI, there's a dude with a chainsaw out there getting people, so be careful, man. Don't let him. Get, he don't, he'll scare you." And I'm like, "All right, cool, man." So I walk around waiting for the chainsaw guy. That dude was the chainsaw guy. Next thing I know, run, 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 behind me with the chainsaw. It was without the belt, but I, I didn't know at it. the time. He's chasing right behind me. I'm like, "Shit!" And so I run. And I like knock a trash can out behind me so he doesn't get me like in the movies, you know, I'm like, Gah! and then everybody's like, ah, oh, laughing, God. just laughing, <laughs> laughing. Uh, and I'm like, dude, you got me. That was a good one. Yeah, dude. They have those at the end of all of them. Yep. And they that part always scares the shit out of me. Yep. Of always. Yep. Like when I was younger, always like, oh, God, You're I waiting do for not it. want the chainsaw part. And at one time I was like cornered. All my friends run off. I'm like literally just stood there in a corner like crying. I, I've got a, I even got, though I know nothing's gonna happen and it's not even mm-hmm. real. And I've got a tale. I'll have to I'll have to tell it off mic uh, because it involves someone. But it, but it's a very appropriate uh, haunted house with a chainsaw and revol. And bad stuff happens because of it because that's one of those things that's genuinely scary because it's the sound. Yeah. Yeah, just the sound, and I'm like, nope. Done. Done. No, and thank you. And then one of our 
our houses recently, the haunted houses, changed, switched it up, and they have a room in the middle of it where they have a chainsaw guy. You're normally expecting at the end because, like, you yep. let down your guard, you're walking right. out, and then it's like, vroom, all of a sudden. But in the middle of it, they had this crazy chainsaw room, and I was like, just closing my eyes, holding on to whoever's in front of me, like, get me out of the chainsaw <laughs> room. <laughs> and decorum be damned. Leatherface at this point, he knows oh, he's got to Chainsaw through the door, whatever. <sighs> Oh shit, Grandpa! Grandpa, and yeah, this is the sparseness of this room. Uh-huh. How and grandma, grandpa and Grandpa look? It actually you can you can smell that room. Yeah. the way it's shot and the way it's lit, and you get the. <laughs> I feel like Leatherface should just be opening the door by now. He's being silly. He forgot about the key that's under the mat, or at know. least just cut at the lock. He's open it. Right. <laughs> you know, he's doing some art there. The Mark of Zorro. And actually, he does oh, that little man. bit of a reaction. Oh, Here, now, this is... He's jumping right through. That's Ooh. survival instinct at its finest. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is... I'm out. <laughs> you just run straight through a window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, do that. I guess a chainsaw man is chasing me. I was going to say, I've never been chased one by a chainsaw time, man. The one time I'm going to jump through a window. Although I was, I <laughs> thought I was being chased by a maniac with a knife, but it turned out it was just a neighbor... Um, I've, I've talked fuck? about it before on the podcast, but uh, I ran quickly and had there been oh, yeah. some glass, I would have probably gone through it because I was so terrified at the time. The, the camp out? Yeah, it was embarrassing. <laughs> That's why whenever That's I do anything heroic, story. I'm very proud of myself because I've had like, instances. Look what I did! That shot right yeah. there. Or more running through the dark woods. We've been running now for a good 10 minutes. I don't minutes. even know I'm how tired. they honestly shot this dark stuff. How they lit that? The mm -hmm. I feel like the camera guy's like, Running into the trees every five minutes, <laughs> probably. They had to edit out a few. Chet, damn. Well, they barely lit it, which is what's and like. Yeah. It's probably intentional why they put her in light clothes. Or yeah. Sticks out a completely. Bit more. Also, the same apron. with Leatherface. Yeah, that bright, bright ass apron. yellow apron. He's a snappy dresser. <laughs> They're a little late in the game. He's practical. He's got to cover up his clothes. The blood's going to go everywhere. Because yeah, that's fashionable nice shirt. and functional. Mm -hmm. Okay, it serves a purpose. But, no, again, how long have oh, they no, been in this extended chase sequence? Yeah. At this point, you could not do that in a film today. You would need so many other beats to happen. And he is right on her ass. And we haven't even gotten, really actually even got to the, the famous scene in this movie. Right. You know, something that it's so well known for. I think it's more terrifying the fact if you're being chased, like say, for example, Jason's chasing you and he disappears. He, you don't know Ooh. where he's at, but the fact it's that he's close. right fucking there. And also the way he shot that, that he looks just so much larger. Like a hulking. It looks like a like forced perspective. Like, you know, Peter Jackson saw yeah. this. is like, yeah. I can do that with some hobbits. Not that Marilyn Burns is a hobbit by any means. <laughs> but we've you notice that we've got the geography of everything, oh, of the locals and shit. the locales. And we get this in Halloween where... Oh, where Jamie Lee Curtis is running around saying, help me, and here mm -hmm. we get the turnaround. Oh, man. I know. And he's actually more handsy and creepy as well. Yeah, he's so, so good at being so, so creepy. So creepy. Oh, next level creepy. In fact, this family just oozes different levels of creepiness. Creep. Yeah, and ill shit. With Leatherface being the most innocent of them. Yeah. Strangely enough, even though the, he's the one that really does all the killing in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because he's just doing what he's told. Right. Oh what God. the family does. 
How long do you think like this the family like goes on like that? Like how long? That many generations of like weirdness. Oh, many generations. Are you kidding? Yeah. Well, the problem is in this present condition, they don't have any women to yeah, procreate. procreate. It. Yeah. The the family tree is starting to look Luckily, very. Luckily, they're not rapey. No. It's one thing about this film that's also different about a lot of things. Yeah, because like the Hills Have Eyes remake. It's not, there's got nothing sexual real. about. I mean, there are things that are like subtly creep, like sexually creepy. But it, it's not lazy because I think a, that's a lazy they, trope mm-hmm. that they can fall into. Yeah. Because there's heinous things and then there's heinous things. And. Like her performance here is yeah. unreal. She yeah. trying to process everything that has just happened, and having and still also on edge and this little bit of a beat where there's nothing necessarily coming at you, but the, it's still out there. But and then she, they're talking the way about she's just like barely shaking. It's just like and then un- you so unsettling. <laughs> and then you have the radio saying it's ninety degrees yeah. or ninety six degrees, and it's the middle of the night, and you're so it's hot. You have this ill exposition behind it now. You have, and then talking about how ill shit's been going on with the cadavers, things are being cooked. It's putting, it's making you as the audience having to put two and two together and putting you in the middle of this horrific shit. Watching her pulls up into it. Yeah, very ominous. Also, I'm gonna give a shout out to Rap Snacks. Uh, Now, is it little? Is it boozy? Yes. Lil Boozy's Louisiana Heat. They're rad, dope. I apologize if you hear any snacking in the background. But want to give them their proper due here. Now, he is so casual right here. Yeah. He and that's another level of menace. to put her in. Yeah. And the fact that he comes in smiling with a bag and, and rope. like every- Not the first time this has happened. Mm-hmm. Not the first time he's done. This Nor is not his first rodeo. Last. Indeed. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's he's he's just skis. <laughs> I swear that uh, eating alive is their family. Their There's extended family uh-huh. treat. Well, the Judges. fact that he is beating her with a broom, broom, like a pest. Yeah, it's that's just it. It's disturbing on a yes. weird level. It's like she's it's again a pest, something that is just a bothersome. Uh-huh. But might as well take advantage of it, whether it's meat for the family. And they take such glee in it too when shit goes down. Unlike Leatherface, I don't think Leatherface like truly enjoys it. It's like in this one, but I think this guy does. The dad does, you know. Yeah, but you can tell like he's scared to do it because you know later they have the conversation about how he doesn't do the killing. Mm Hmm. But this guy's proud of being crazy. Yeah. You know, proud of the heinous shit he does. He f- he feels very split, like he does it, and then he completely separates himself from it. You know, like when he's driving in the next oh, scene, how mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, well, we're almost there." Like even he's, he's in denial. Yeah, I feel like of what he's doing. Yeah, that th- he does doesn't think that what he's doing is bad. Yeah, it's just what he does, even though it's horrific shit, and he knows that he's killing people. You know. Yeah. A lot of complex characters, because I mean, like going back to the Leatherface. Not saying that he's innocent, but you know, he's the face of it. And when you think of Chainsaw, you think he's just some monstrous, unstoppable thing bent on killing. And there's not there are a lot to these characters. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what people have been talking about even recently on Twitter. And someone pointed out that he's more like the classic monsters, like Frankenstein monster, mm -hmm. versus how Jason and Freddy want to kill. But then it humanizes the, mo the, the, the bad guys. Like that guy, he's about to go, but he's like, oh, shit, I got to lock up. He gets out. <laughs> Very practical. To right, turns off the light, closes the d See, how oh, to lock up and get the light. so. And the, Mess fact, that, the fact that they just let that Message. whole shot yep. go on. And there he goes, driving the little man out of business. And he's... That is a scary shot. Yes, it is. All those low angles, they're, they work so perfectly. And the lighting. It just so makes it look real. How much do you think, Jill, you derive... He's just, like, hitting her and, like... Shut up! Nonchalant? Yeah. And, like, laughing, like, we'll be right there. Hit it. Like, it's okay. Well, he's actually got another scene kind of similar to this in part two when he's driving around after they win the, the, the chili thing and he starts talking on his little fo cellular phone for the time. But he takes, the, look at the, just the glee in that. But how much do you think do you take, or have you, have you in, has uh, Toby Hooper's work influenced yours to this point, Jill? Um, I don't even know where to begin so much. <laughs> everything that everything. I've made <laughs> especially <laughs> the stylist would you say he's maybe one of like probably in your top five filmmakers potentially it's weird because it's more about this film than his work as a whole because I haven't seen most of his work aside from like if, only if I've only seen if the big ones if you get a chance see Eaten Alive I think you would like it it has a very very Texas Chainsaw feel. Yeah, it's kind of the extended family. Yeah, it, it's set in like the swamps. Yeah. And so, Were you, have you taken in Funhouse? I don't think I have. Funhouse is a def it's a different one. Uh, it's it's more of a actually dare I say um, not a family friendly film, but something that's probably more of one of his more universal uh, releases. Uh, yeah. I'd say had a little bit more funding behind it. And then the canon trilogy, obviously, with uh, Invaders from Mars. Uh, oh, that shot right there as well. Yeah, so good. Which was probably mostly just practical because they uh -huh. didn't have any lights except for the car. That guy Might car as well itself. use it, yep. Was that shot in uh, Evil Dead 2 where... Told you stay away from the graveyard. Where uh, uh, Ash is at the end of the bridge, and you get a shot kind of similar to that with the lighting. Again... Artists borrowing from artists, working it into their own, I think it would be a badge of honor at that point, you know, if I had anyone borrow something that you've mm -hmm. put out like that mm -hmm. because it is so influenceable. And it, again... That's a dreadful shot, too, just oh, driving to this house of, of death and torture knowing full well you're going to die. And I don't think it really preps us or prepares us for the insanity of this dinner scene. The depravity. It's a, it's a film that takes the insanity level and just keeps escalating it to the point where you're like, I don't think it can get any higher or weirder. Yeah. And but it's but like he's been consistent throughout this film when is with his establishing shots of just staying on things for almost too long, but then it works itself way to working up just perfectly. But the interaction between those two characters almost like they're feral. You know? They all are. They yeah. all are. Well, also at this Especially point now. Especially the hitchhiker, the way he reacted to being beaten by him. Yeah. He's like an animal. Uh-huh. Tearing at the car like a, like a, like a, abused. And also at this point now, Leatherface has changed to his nicer airs or mm -hmm. different face. His dinner 
dinner attire. Yes. <laughs> but also, this is probably the last <clears throat> thing in the world they anticipated interrupting See, their night. See, all of them, has, like, complete... It's like those... The hitchhiker and Leatherface, like, feel like they need him for some reason. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I'm sh- well, I'm sure there's a horrible there's a cycle. There's a case study of it. Yeah, that obviously that influences all of this. But how about this for a reveal? Oh. He's thinking like, that's the last time you're going to see someone like that? Oh. And then... Just pokes. That's so unsettling. That's more unsettling, I think. Leatherface Now, of course, we are watching... Like, oh. We are watching this with the subtitles on. And See, you just this, get the, like, yeah. this is what I'm talking about. This is Leatherface. He's not some big fucking stomping around monster right. like, I'm here to kill you. Right. This is like who he is. Whimpering. Terrified. Yeah. Like, the, the dad look what your the brother did monster. to the door. Yeah. The best line in the movie. I told you that Leatherface, like, when he hits the fight or flight. And it's funny. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, it's... Because you feel weird laughing at a time like this when Go poor get grandpa. Oh, poor yes. grandpa. When <laughs> more a, when this is a comedy. Well, he, Toby Hooper really tried. He, in his heart of hearts, thought he was making a satirical satirical comedy based on kind of the politics of backwood folks. And again, like you mentioned, those that are just a little bit further removed from society mm-hmm. and the effects that everything else is going on. Also, obviously the Vietnam parables and so forth. But this is where ultimately where you feel weird because you almost have to laugh a little just for the catharsis and the release. Right. I think it's a comedy he meant more in the sense of like a black comedy. Black comedy, yeah. Not like Texas Chainsaw 2, right. right? slapstick comedy. And look like this shot just plays out for the whole fucking time while he's getting Grandpa. Like, uh-huh. okay, there we go. We finally, finally get a break, yeah. <laughs> Just but to, even that to, look to, at th- to to more upsetting shots. Well, yeah, this is such a weird shot angle. Here. Yeah, now it, on, it's just a bombardment solid of the senses. Upsetting. It's like yeah. solid. <laughs> well, look at all the weird angles that we're getting here, and again with the soundtrack, everything that she's gone through in just a span of like a night at this point. Mm-hmm. And and is this the first time that we heard him say Leatherface at this yeah. point, where we actually have a name with the face? I think the cook might have said it already. Beforehand? Okay. Lost in the chaos. And I'm not going to lie. My neighborhood, there are a lot of old houses that are set up like this. Are they lined with leather? <laughs> not so much. A little, bit high, a little bit nicer, actually. Uh, mostly Damn Ikea, it. I believe. Not exactly like this. Yeah. <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. There's actually... Well, that's, you know, the reason... One of the reasons why I like love my house so much is... One of the buying points for me was my Evil Dead cellar door that leads down into my basement. I was just like, wow, that's an Evil Dead 2 door. This is great. And I think a lot of people probably look into things like that. I'm not gonna, I would like to think they do at least. You know? Well, and that's why the, the antlers in the place that owns the hotel, or I mean, the hotel that owns this house now, they bought it because it's a historic house, not because of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, but the I fact mean, the architecture is. It's classic. Like, it's crazy. I'm like, you guys need to let someone like me buy this house who's obsessed with the Texas Chainsaw and we will turn it into Recreated. a museum and yes, recreate it. Skeleton right there Put in the corner. feathers everywhere. You can do for a special price. We can recreate the dinner scene for your family. <laughs> Leave a message at the beep. So this, <laughs> this entire scene apparently took 
about 30 hours to film. Oh, yeah. They just did it solid and didn't stop. And combined with the heat of Austin and the heat from the, all the lights that they utilized, this entire film... Oh. I'm also afraid that they are actually holding did. a real knife to her neck and actually slit, slit her, her finger right mm-hmm. there. Too. Yeah. Like, this is, like, that's so subtle, her, the, like, finger-sucking thing, but so Terrifying. disturbing. Because it's this decrepit old man sucking on your finger. Oh, 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 no, no, and no, And he's no. all going for it, too. He's going. Oh, and he's all excited. Look, he's like a baby. He's, yeah, all ex- it's the, like, oh, 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 it's, it's, oh. And there's going to be that a contingent. Face. It's the heebies and the jeebies. And there's a contingent of people out there that'll laugh at that as well. Are they wrong? I don't know. No, people are laughing because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. They need that. Yeah. A lot of people laugh in horror movies because that it's the, it's the, that their natural reaction. And you know what? In fairness, in the right mood, that like... Oh, yeah. J- that thing Grandpa does might give me a chuckle, you know? So... <laughs> well, that's also the power of the scene, this film, with a crowd in a theater, to, to have that kind of reaction where people actually... It's almost infectious, um, the level of an intensity... And depravity on display, and when you get when shots like this as well, mm-hmm. where we're reintroducing, oh, and <laughs> oh man, this right. part is great. <laughs> the fact that actually <laughs> they offered her up a meal, uh-huh. like in and of itself, it's if she ooh, there's already like hands under her the, hands. Yeah, uh-huh. her. that's so horrible. And that we're reacting in such and a way, just mocking her. And we're still just right. carrying into it. And look and at they that. They have headlamps. And Again, the production design on this. Honestly, that's kind of a dope chandelier. I ain't even going to lie. Yeah, that one you I'd, also I'd can kind of rock that out. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure, though, if you go, there's probably like the dark Etsy or something right? that you can find shit it looks like, like that a on. Lan- it looks like one of those classy lanterns, you know? But it's not. It's a head. What was that? Where was there's that? So many people have ripped off the, this type of aesthetic. And like I'm not even saying that as a as a dig, like so have I. Like even though the no, stylus is a much like, you know, glossy, prettier world, with her like layer where her like scalps are, I try to do this kind of vibe but in her world, mm-hmm. her version. Yeah. Of Put it, it through that filter. Could Cla- um, could Claire be a Sawyer? Because it, it's not as dirty, obviously. More and pristine. Not, she's not eating people, but it's right. like still just like obsessive and an odd trophy room. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Just up, the cook. Hog. You bitch hog. Well, here actually, yeah, he I love this out. where he is like stands up to him. It's a family dynamic. Yeah. That's well, that's what's so unique about this film, especially at its time. Like, I don't think people had seen so much into this side of the of the bad their guy. perspective. Yeah. Well, do you think also that maybe he's oh, showing off? Line. Because he's he's got a guest there at this point. Yeah, totally. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna look big here. Oh, Don't mean you, you have, have to, to like, like it, it, but I'm Something gonna do it. Something you gotta do. Oh, oh, it's so horrible. That but, part is super haunting when she says, "I'll do anything." That's like the one part that feels like she's clearly offering herself. But with like that's how desperate. Right. But with these people, doesn't even phase them. That's uh-huh. and again. To the credit of everyone like, involved with it, no, that's yeah. That I feel like 
sexually repressed or stunted that that's not even they would probably think it might be ooey like ooh yeah mm-hmm. like total arrested development at this point where they are still all like this shit <sighs> just going back and forth from yeah her face and her eyes and just, just taunting and the it's punishing yeah and it's and the so tears. like so long and so unnatural <laughs> yeah this film is only the oh, wide eye the wide eye tears yeah uh, James, oh, I'm going to kill the last his last name, Edmonston or Edmonist, damn it, I'd have to look it up, but he's done some amazing work. And that, all of these shots right here are beautiful. But his unsettling you reaction. You slowly see him, like, almost l- allow himself to enjoy, enjoy it. the moment. Because uh-huh. he tries to keep him, like, Composed. stay under some sort of facade yeah, of, yeah. of normalcy. Like he's not like them. Right. When, in fact, like, he's you know, the worst of the bunch. Freak, yeah. You're just the cook. Reminding him of his place in the hierarchy and how everything works. But this film is only 83 minutes. But this is, not, and it's not a long 83 minutes, but like you said, it's a punishing 83 minutes. Yeah. If you feel all 83 minutes of uh-huh. this film. And that's the one thing with the commentary track, obviously, when we kick back and watch these films, we don't, we enjoy it, we take it in. But it's always nice to talk your way through this film because when you are at this point in the film with a theater with an audience oh my god you're like I need a time out like this is just so brutal and punishing and normally if we were in a theater we wouldn't talk this much through the movie but of course not no but you need to sometimes in a yeah. movie like this to process again it with the this the disheartening not disheartening the dis uh, orientating shots and, and the angles the p- and the eyeballs and like they're amping Let's everything have up. A whack. And this is again where it gets oddly with the dark humor. You mm-hmm. shouldn't laugh at, bo- at a point like this. And the carryover, even in part two, I think they actually extend it beyond in part two where it goes even further, time wise. And then they're talking about how proud he is to how he, many he killed. Back in the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,. Dare I say also this is a whole thing on manufacturing as well. Yeah, taking the jobs away and he used to be the best killer. This is a film that also note. would you guys qualify and this? this? Is pretty much how she escapes because they untie her for a minute, right? Yeah, well, yeah, they, uh, they see they her as nothing her. but cattle. Yeah. So cattle, once you got them at this point, they're fine. Right. You don't. You don't really need to worry about them beyond that. But this entire scene... Like, how much she is resisting. I can't imagine, like... Yeah, acting this out, even just being in this room, would be painful to be watching. Right? Well, that's the other thing you don't think about. Yeah, all the crew that are contributing to this right now are probably, like, just, like, trying to stay so... So uncomfortable. Take ten. Ugh. And hopefully you can hear a little bit of... everything drawn the fuck out. And what... (laughs) Grandpa cannot hold that guy. Can't hold his hammer the way he used to, unfortunately. But now at this point, you have, you know, hit that bitch. Which extended a little bit into part two as well. And it's so funny with part two, you can see almost like the way Evil Dead is the Evil Dead 2. Right. The way they ramped up and revamped everything to the point where part two is more excessive and gratuitous. And adding elements of comedy. Mm -hmm. And this one is just more brutal, punishing the way Evil Evil Dead is the Evil Dead 2. Because you think about the way that she has to act oh. like she's trying to get yeah. away. Like, you can't even really fake that she's really struggling that okay. much. 
Got well, her in the ear. That one. That hurts. Also, yeah, the fact that I feel like they're really hitting her, and I'm scared. <laughs> it feels real. That's the un the un probably the legacy of this film and why we remember oh, it the man. way we do is yeah because it does feel re- again. Marilyn is two. free. She don't give a fuck about windows. Oh, such a good moment. Oh, my God. Like That's, grabbing her bearings. Got, like, where the fuck am I? Chills just with the move of that camera. Yep. Also, look how this is shot as well. Man, we've got like. They perfectly did this like at dawn. Uh-huh. Oh. Works so well. So well. From the brightness to the subtleness, the dawnness, the numbness. And at this point, no, as an audience, you are numb. Not the fucking chainsaw sound, The please. chainsaw mm-hmm. sound, yeah. <laughs> but as an audience member at this point, you are numb. I, you are just battled. You are you. You need a timeout, and here we go. Everything also at this point as well. Oh my fucking god! And he's just like <sighs> slashing at her yeah, constantly, constantly. And she's getting it too. Oh yeah, and the way you look at that, like that's a straight nightmare fuel. Straight nightmare fuel. Because if the slashing doesn't get you, the chainsaw. The chainsaw's will. gonna get you. Yeah, he's. Oh my fucking god! Is horrible. Well, also, uh, Stretch gets a lot of this in this part two as well, with all the slashes. Uh, now, here's also where, dare I say, we get a little Pet uh, pet Cemetery Stephen King, man versus. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. That's, that's like that the one thing you do shot. get to see. That's well. a little gratuitous, yeah, yeah which is great. But I they love saved this it for the bad guy. This yeah, character you, is But this part, you're always like, why doesn't she just get in the car and they drive away? Why does right. he get out? Well, in his reaction like, right holy there, shit. holy shit. That is a great little reveal. Uh, drive away, I know. you guys. Well, give it a second because how often are you dealt with? <laughs> but that's what I mean. Why are you getting out on the other side? I why know. are you getting out on the other side? I, well, I don't know how busy. I react. Fight or flight kicking in. To never bring <laughs> a fight or flight a is driving. That's true. Flying. That would true be flight. But also, no, I'm just uh, gonna run down the street. Wrench versus chainsaw, <laughs> especially as a projectile. <laughs> Pop. That is pretty good. Now, also to quote one, <gasps> chainsaw. Did you hear that he really did hurt himself there? Yeah. He's they crazy. They put a metal plate underneath, I guess, and it, they didn't think it about slipped. how it would heat up. No, it didn't slip, but that it got oh, really oh, hot damn. and burned him. Mm. Well, and here we finally. Get- well, in the poor tale of this we man... We never get to know what happened to the truck guy, the trucker. right? Right. Clearly, he was killed. He's he not had making been, it very far. No, I don't imagine not he... Not in the best shape. Well, you Sorry, know what, you actor. I love you. Because the hitchhiker's no dead. The hitchhiker's dead. And then, oh. Leatherface Oh, dance. my God, it's so close. Just drive away! <laughs> it hurts. This is a moment as an audience, yeah, you're like, you're please, like, move. Running. And then here is a straight icon. The this, best. One of the best endings. Well, her shot and then, and then his, his. Both yeah. iconic. That, that realization. Moment. Oh, my God. She's like totally How, fucking mad. Who survives? What will be left of him? And then he totally improvised his little leather face dance here. Oh. Well, someone also pointed out to me that like That's, how Toby ends with these moments like, look, she's fucked up like this is only fucked for life she's got uh-huh. some shit to, to deal with through. yeah she's toast and yeah this like did they just like and how did they manage to get this right when the sun was rising it's beautiful Be- it is this is a beautiful film and then oh it just ends boom D- over and like, just like that face is still out there like life will fuck you up life without rap snacks it just ends suddenly um <laughs> 
It's that ah. poor truck driver. We never know what happened to him. And that's a you talk about the perspective of Leatherface. I imagine that poor puck, uh, Perry Lorenz, had his own movie going and, along. And Gwyn is the cattle truck driver. Is the cattle truck driver. Poor Ed. Uh, no, a film. This is a film again it's that weird his name is so close to Ed. Gaines. I was thinking the same thing. That's Interesting. Life imitates art. Uh, so as the end credits go up here, uh, we are going to be finding a way to, to lend off here. Um, number one, thanks for doing this, Jill. This has been a beyond Thank a blast. You. This is amazing. I want to. I'll watch this movie any See day. See how it lines day. up now. That special commentary that we do, but also I would also make sure. I guess I can give the Marvel Cinematic Universe some credit for people walking, sitting through, you know, mm-hmm. credits. But take a look to everyone that was involved in this the film. Credits back in the day also weren't twenty minutes long. True, right. <laughs> the the crews themselves were a little bit, but it just the, you know, Jill, as a filmmaker, you know, all that it has to come together for a film to work. Um, yeah, I like to sit through credits no matter what. I'm used to doing it because at film festivals you always watch them. And you're also hoping that there's a Q&A, so you wait till okay. that anyway. Mm-hmm. But look, they're already, I think, done. That's crazy. That's like a short film's credits nowadays. And so I guess with the final... This is Greg D. <laughs> and I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Oh.